Hi there, welcome to the RevOps Show. Have you ever ran before where you start the run out really strong and feeling really good only to finish and feel like crap, like you're just out of breath and that run was the most awful run in the world? Have you ever ran before where you started off really strong and finished really strong and you felt great and confident there's a different feeling when you finish strong versus when you don't finish strong. And it just doesn't go for running. The same feeling goes for anything that you're working on. For us internally, there's a difference when we finish strong on a project and when we don't. So today, Doug and Jess are, you guessed it, talking about what it means to finish strong and why finishing strong is so important. So on that note, let's get ready to RevOps. Jess, it it feels like forever since we've talked. I've missed you. It's been two days. <laughs> no, I mean RevOps show. Oh, on here, no, yeah, it's been a while. The RevOps show. This has been it's a, been long, a while. It's been a while. Perfect. <laughs> this is the first RevOps show where mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to ask you this question. How okay. about them cowboys? Oh boy. Oh boy. I think I've been pretty clear. There we go. I think I've been pretty clear. Like. I'm a fan of the Cowboys, but I've also resigned to my, myself to the fact that we're not going to do anything in the playoffs. You know what's great about the uh, the fact that this has been delayed and I got to ask you that question? What? That question is going to foreshadow our topic today. <laughs> wow. I hadn't even connected those dots, but yes, 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 it is. So, bigger, more important question. Okay. Is Taylor going to make it back from her concert in Japan in time for the Super Bowl? Wow. Wow. Yes, she will. Yes. It it doesn't even seem actually close. I don't know the details. I'm just telling you. So there's a concert in Japan Saturday night, the Sunday before the Super Bowl. But is it Saturday night in Japan? Well, they're not going to do it Saturday morning in Japan. Jess. Well, I, I know, but I mean, I'm like, right, yeah, right. okay, fair. So it's Saturday morning here. Nah, she got time. Yeah. She got time. She got she got a private jet. She got time. I think she'll get plenty of sleep too. She'll probably sleep in her on her That's what posh I'm private jet. Yeah, she'll That's be well saying. rested. Not at all look I like think, she's flown halfway across she, the uh, world. I think she probably can afford a pretty good plane. You think so? I do. Are you looking do you forward think to... This to Travis? Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. She should. If she doesn't, I'm disappointed. So is Andy Reid going to retire if the Chiefs win? Probably. Is he going to retire if they lose? Probably. <laughs> I think there's more of a ch- So I don't think he's retiring. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. What's he going to do? Rel- relax. Rest. It, is that something like he actually wants to do though? Like probably somebody, you not. Know I mean? Probably not. But I think there's more of a chance he retires if they lose than if they win. Oh really? Because if they win, they could be the first team ever to three peat. Yeah. That's almost just, like not ranking just, Pete Rose in the top three infielders all time. Oh my god. Oh my god. So so I love Larkin, so I was surprised by that ranking. I love Larkin because I grew up watching him play. 
Um, I was surprised that my dad put Larkin in and not Pete Rose. <laughs> not gonna lie. Well, <laughs> how you could he he must have been doing it from a defensive perspective only. Like infield or like playing an infield position or something. Yes, he was. Because otherwise, well, that's not the best infielder is like infielders bat in major league in major league baseball. I'm I'm aware. More. There's no way you rank Dave Concepcion ahead of Barry Larkin as an all around infield player. He he explained the justification for 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 why. Well, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right, Jess, here's a big question for you. I got all kinds of, like, this has been building up. It's great. I'm excited. I'm excited. What are the greatest television shows of all time? The greatest television shows of all time? Oh. Well, you and I are going to agree on this, because, like, I, one, of them I, one of them that I know you feel like is the greatest television show, and you're not alone in this. I have not actually seen. I can't get through, like, the second episode. So uh, I'm going to go you, with... You can't have tried recently then i've tried so many times that like i've i've moved you can't on have tried and given in the up. last three years i've moved on and given up like i i actually have in the last three years yes i have i just i there, can't there's no way that you can't get through the second episode of breaking bad i can't do it i can't do it it just doesn't it doesn't do anything we'll just start at the third episode then okay um west wing Sopranos. I mean, you are ranking Breaking Bad up there, though, right? Even though you've never seen it. I'm not putting it up there. I haven't seen it. Um, Sopranos, uh, Succession. Ooh, going with Succession. I'm going with, I mean, you got to go with Succession. Come on. Um, I think those are probably my top three. Let me see if I get Dakota it. disagrees with me. Dakota is protecting us from the FedEx drop. Okay, great. Oh, I would also throw Sex in the City in there, but I don't like the revival, and it's and it's silly. Sex in the City silliness. is one of the great all-time yeah. shows. No. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Oh, it's not. It really is. <laughs> really is. It changes as you as you age too. Like it's like it's a fascinating exercise to rewatch it in different stages in your life. For real. For reals. For real. Yeah. What about Mean Girls? Does that change? At various stages of your life, I have I haven't watched Mean Girls in so long, but probably have you maybe seen maybe I would now Mean Girls relate to Regina movie? George. I have not seen it yet, no. But you plan to? I plan to. Yeah, it's but a musical. Yet... It's a musical. Yeah. It's I, like I, I'm not I'm not rushing out to see it, but yeah, I'll probably see it at some point. Marty, you ready? Yeah. Breaking Bad. I knew that was going to be on the list. I just finished it. Okay. I just finished it again. I'm I'm in the middle now of El Camino, which is the Breaking Bad movie. Okay. Um, Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Yep. One that I'm surprised you didn't say, Game of Thrones. So I love Game of Thrones. the The last three episodes are rough. And so that's like, like I oh, was so actually, gonna, so I was actually that, so, wrestling. I was actually wrestling with Game of Thrones in my head. So that's like saying someone doesn't make the Hall of Fame because their last season. They I understand. I understand. Hill Street Blues. I've never seen Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues changes this is, network television. This is where the age gap comes into play right here. <laughs> you know, just they have services. Where you, so can, you can, yes, watch. more. More. <laughs> You can watch episodes. The thing so the, that I didn't understand, though, 
is well you haven't seen breaking bad so you won't even get it you won't even understand i was going to make a whole joke about jesse plemons when he meets walter and jesse pinkman for the first time they ask him what his name is and he says his name's todd and i said i was going to say i'm confused by that because his name's landry oh from friday night lights yeah also another another great another great show another great show another good show i don't know that you can call it great show disagree disagree like maybe the first two years but i mean it got pretty it got really weird soap opery it got really weird repetitive got really weird (laughs) i mean there's only there's only so long that your quarterback can be in a wheelchair and you like build stories around him and is night perpetually 19 years old apparently (laughs) for like the last three seasons that was weird what was that yep that that was weird. weird Artie, Jess, what are we talking yep. about today? I want to talk about uh, finishing strong. <laughs> to your comment on foreshadowing. There we go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> to your My comment on foreshadowing and the Cowboys. You, you do My not know hates, how to do this. Hates that for that. Hates it. Can't stand it. Wants Who to can't... turn off the game whenever hates that Dax. Oh. Well, you don't. You don't really watch. Games I don't watch anymore. So that's that's his cadence. So like every snap. He he does whatever. Then he there we go. It's loud and aggressive. <laughs> Finishing strong. Finishing strong. Um, and I I want to kind of talk about why why is it so important and why why is it so difficult um around implement CRM implementation around our client services work. Um, and we're gonna open up Are a little bit of a about- wound because this is something we struggle with. Are we talking about our? Are we talking about our listeners? Are we talking about CRM implementation in general? Are we talking about what are we talking like finishing strong as it? So I I, I want to talk about CRM implementations in general, but I think we are going to talk about us as we as we talk about that. Okay, but like, are we is the focus on us or are we using us as? We're using us as the example, but the focus is not necessarily as a prima facie case. Yes. I thought we were going to use the Cowboys as the prima facie case for not finishing, for failure to finish strong. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we can talk about the Cowboys, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that that is going to, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to connect that to RevOps. I could try, but. <laughs> oh, I can connect anything to RevOps. I know. Yeah, you okay. Can. So, uh, so where do you want to start? In you. So, I, I guess, first of all, you know, why is it so important to finish strong? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways to look at it. There, there's the there's the aspect of, you know, I mean, frankly, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. You know, th- think about this. Well, like you didn't watch the game last night, so you're not going to understand this. <laughs> the the lines got off to a twenty four to seven start. Halftime, they're leading twenty four to seven. The Forty ers in the second half, go ahead, 34-24, finishes 34-31. Here, here's the question. If you, were the, if you were the Lions, would you feel better or worse? Did you start off up 24-7, lost 34-31? Or would you have felt better if you had been down 34-31, 34-3, mm-hmm. and lost 34-31? I would probably feel better if it was the latter. Right. Because I hadn't blown right. the lead. Yeah. But... But also, it's how you finish. I mean, right. shouldn't you technically feel the same? You should, yeah. Like, 
Would you rather? Now this is this is crazy, and you didn't see this in the research that we did, but I've seen it in other studies. Would you rather start off winning, like you're you, you go to Vegas, mm-hmm. you're gambling, you you start off up a hundred, mm-hmm. and you finish up ten, or would you rather finish, or would you rather start down a hundred and you finish mm-hmm. down ten? Oh, that's interesting. Um. I I think you're gonna say it's the down ten, but that mm-hmm. I mean you'll you'll lot, remember like that, that I mean, defies logic in my brain, but I'm sure like in the moment that's how you feel. Because you feel like you've got like you've you feel like you've lost more money if you are up a hundred and then you're Well, right. So so remember it does defy logic that's why we call it behaviors we call behavioral science if behavioral science matched logic we would just call it logic and we wouldn't need behavioral science so so you remember how you finish right and and so if we finish on an upswing we'll remember a more positive experience we walk away feeling like and and here's the thing about ten dollars ten dollars isn't going to make the difference Let's put it this way. Anyone that goes to gamble in Las Vegas, if $10 is going to make a difference in your life, and I'm not saying that it doesn't make a difference in people's lives, but if it does, I'm saying you probably shouldn't be gambling in Las Vegas. So we can operate on the assumption that $10 is not going to have a major impact or even a noticeable impact on your life. So you remember, like, I don't know that that's necessarily true if we were to say you start off up a million and finish mm-hmm. up 100000 versus down a million Right, there might be a little bit of a difference there, down a hundred thousand. But but again, that aspect of, in one case you you finish up, the other case you finish down. You like one case you've won money, the other case you've lost money. You'll still you'll actually feel better in the situation where you lost money. Um, and 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 that's because you remember how you finish. Right. So this is interesting because this isn't the this isn't the research they do they do talk about that. Frequently, you give even weight to starting strong and finishing strong. Both are equally the perception, perception. like the the provider thinks of you remember our first and our last. Yeah. Yeah. So, my question is based on what you're saying, should you be putting more energy into making sure that you finish strong or start strong? Because, like, and this is where I'll kind of use us as the example, like. We we start really well. We get feedback that the way we kick off is 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 really well. We we try to get those quick wins. We we've, we've put some time into making that process really really smooth. Do do you feel like you should put more energy into finishing strong rather than starting strong based on what you just said? So so this is where we get into a scenario where I don't know that it's quite as simple. Like I don't know that we're talking about a two dimensional a two-dimensional grid here. Mm-hmm. So, so the answer to your question is yes, you should, you should, you should work to start, you should work to finish strong. It's more important to finish strong than mm-hmm. it is to start strong. But, but I think that when you look at where we focus, and, and I would say this is a lesson to any RevOps group, any, any business, like in, in, the reason that our first impression, the reason that it's important that we kick off well is it's a process perception. And 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 actually why it's important and and even though if if you think about how we start and what we do to start strong, one of the things that we do is we build a lot of context. 
which which means we're we're helping people, we're teaching people what to expect through that process. So even where the challenge of of finishing strong comes in, our our starting strong mitigates some of that natural disruption of of and we'll get to why finishing strong is so hard, especially in something like CRM implementation. But but it like so if we started weak, if we made a mistake early that wasn't that someone wasn't prepared for, it would build in a like it's a process perception. There, there, there's a there's a confidence level of like how comfortable am I going to be in this process? How how secure do I feel in this process? So, so I think like what I think you're dealing with two different um, two different psychologies, and 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 so like this like one of the difficulties with one of the examples that that. You know, they, they they talked about longer term consulting projects, right? And one of the examples they gave was a McKinsey project. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things about McKinsey is McKinsey brings with it this huge brand name, right? Um, there's a whole bunch of perception tied into McKinsey to begin with. So, so like McKinsey doesn't have the same start dynamics that we necessarily have. Yeah, it's right? interesting that you so, bring. So up... I think there's two different jobs, but yeah. but yes, in the end. And, and and think about it. Um, I I don't want to name engagements, but there was one where I would say we were doing great. Probably the first eighty percent, mm-hmm. the last twenty percent complexity and chaos started to really come in, and and I think that that's and and that's how we got remembered. Yeah, yeah, and I think even though even though during the whole time, the client would say, look, we understand this is because of us. We understand this is because of us. We right. understand this is because of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like we understand we're making it difficult. We're understanding we're making it right. But right. So what? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the two different mindsets at at, at launch and at the end are interesting too, because I find at, at launch it's like, okay, we've essentially we've written you a check. Now what are we getting? So you've got to show some work so to speak, you've got to show yeah. some output. And then I think at the end, it's that fear to ship is so, what we're dealing with usually when, when so we're talking about CRM implementations. So I, I think they're two different things. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the, like what you just described, I think, is the myth that they're talking about. Okay. But what I'm saying is they're two distinctly different jobs. So we think you just wrote a big check. Mm-hmm. So, or you really, I mean, technically, let's be honest, you committed to a big check. You haven't right. written that big check yet. Right. Um, you know, when I, when I was a financial advisor, one of the things that I realized was that the first 90 days was a mess. Yeah. Because all kinds of things are moving around and, and like 90% of the mistakes got made in the first 30, 60, 90 days. So, so we built for that, we planned for that, et cetera. And, and what I found was if, if we didn't manage that process strong, and a mistake happened that they weren't prepared for earlier, then the next mistake that happened got a more over, like the, the overreaction level would increase because you just didn't, like everything was new. Like our, our, our kickoff strong is about dealing with the novelty of what they're doing and who they're doing it with. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it's kind of like they run into, 
and the train, they don't know when the train is going to come. So they're looking at their watch. They're looking at their watch. They're looking at their watch. Right. Right. So, so what we're doing is really trying to manage that, that, that expectation, that, that path. Um, it is the return trip effect, right? I mean, if you think about why finish strong. Right. And, and, and what you're trying to do, if you're going someplace new, have you ever noticed it takes like two to three times as long to get there as it does to get back? Mm-hmm. Of course it doesn't, but that's right. And, and, and so like the, the thing to understand, and, and by the way, why finish strong is so important mm-hmm. um, is it, it's not what they say. It's not what happened. It's how do they feel? Who was it? Who was it that said, you know, in the end, people won't remember what you did, what, what you did or what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. I don't know. That sounds like something Maya Angelou would have said. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll attribute it to her. <laughs> if she didn't say it, I'm sure she would have said it if, if the topic had come. I'm trying to Google for us. It, it, it's Maya Angelou. <laughs> he shoots, he scores. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about why is it so difficult? Why is this so hard? Why is it so hard to finish strong? Well, there's a lot of reasons why it's hard to finish strong. Do you want me to start? Do you want me to lead to the main reasons why it's hard, or do you want me to build to the main reasons why it's hard? Let's do build. I start off. Let's build. Like, so, do I start strong or do I finish strong on why it's so hard? Let's build because what's it's what what's 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 at the end that we're going to remember. I mean, I mean, one reason is, is that you have to go through the middle to finish. What do you mean by that? The middle is messy. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially if you think about, if you think about a service implementation, a CRM implementation, you, you, you know, in the, in the beginning, everything's clear. Everyone's filled with intent. You haven't dealt, you haven't had to make any trade-offs. You get to deal with a whole lot of theory. Yeah. It's vision. It's perspective. It's, you're not, you're fresh. It's new. It's exciting. Everybody's talked recently. Everyone thinks they're in alignment. No one's had to give anything up. Yeah. Right in, in the middle, in the everything feels like failure. Yeah. Well, in the middle, everything is failure. Oh, really? Oh, oh really? <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? I don't know that I agree with everything is failure in the middle. <laughs> so if you were to stop in the middle of anything, isn't that okay, failure? But- well, fine. Okay. Yeah, how do you gonna... feel in the middle? So when 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 you go through a big how house do... cleaning, how do you feel? I just in the I just did this this weekend. Um... You're like, why did I do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel in the middle of a workout? What do people not work out? Uh, I don't have time. Right. Uh, I don't feel like it. Well, yeah. Well, we all talk about how when when we work out regularly, we're more productive. Mm-hmm. And and how when we work out regularly, we feel we feel great after the workout, right? It's the middle. Mm-hmm. The okay. middle is the hard part. Yeah. All right. So you have to get through the middle. You have to everything get 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 gets fragmented. Everything gets. Um. So so that's one reason. Service like when we're talking about a CRM a CRM implementation. Mm-hmm. Um. You're, you're you're talking about a complex ecosystem. Yep. So so time doesn't sit still. Things things change. All of a sudden, I, it's like it's like people used to. I mean, still to this day, you launch your website. Most people, the day they launch their website, they can't stand it because by the time you launch it, it's old. Mm-hmm. So you're tired of dealing with it. And and by the way, if if it's been a really good process, 
your your vision has changed and you have a whole bunch of other new ideas and um when 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 you're implementing technology you become aware of a business process all this like you you know more you know are you are you familiar with the phrase ignorance is bliss i am you you have a lot more appreciation for that for that saying oh. these days don't you oh so much right so, yeah so so you know more now and 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 knowing more like the natural element of of you know more about what's not working you you every problem you solve presents three new problems here's my question when it comes to CRM implementation finish strong right mm -hmm. when when is the finish let's say launch is the finish yeah well, you know what the problem you know what the myth and the problem with launch being the finish is you're not done after launch no, let's say let's say you're done. Okay. Let's say you're done. Okay. Is launch a term that describes the beginning of something or the end of something? The beginning. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna break my brain. I had never well, thought of that before. <laughs> the finish is the beginning. Yeah. When when you, when you talk about a consulting engagement and, mm -hmm. and a plan is put together, the finish is the beginning, and the beginning means change. Yeah. That's the hard part you have to do. So, so the beginning, the end to you is the beginning to somebody else. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Right. What also happens is, so I was watching um, in, in between games and during commercials, I was flipping to Ghostbusters. The first movie? The first, the first one? The first Ghostbusters, okay. the original real Ghostbusters. Okay. Yep. Do you remember what year Ghostbusters came out? I'm going to take a guess, and it's very likely wrong. 85? 84. <laughs> oh, so it was the year I was born. Okay, great. So I said, I said to Danny, <laughs> I said, this movie is 40 years old. It is. Thank you. She said, yeah, but it, she said, yeah, but it's still good. I said, no, that's not my point. I mean, yes, it's still good. Still great. It's still a great movie, by the way. I love that. It's one of my favorite movies. I love it. I mean, when Dan Aykroyd says <laughs> the Stay Puft Marshall, and it's like one of the greatest. <laughs> and his look so, on his face is like, it's, it's so ridiculous and great at the same time. It's awesome. <laughs> what I said is so if you think about that, think about that this movie is 40 years old. Mm -hmm. It means that the year I watched Ghostbusters for the first time. Mm hmm. The equivalent of that, of me watching Ghostbusters today, is watching a movie that would have come out in 1944. And I can tell you, with a very, very high degree of certainty, that there were no 1944 movies yeah. that, that I was watching in 1984. Right. And so, the longer something takes, the longer it takes. So, there, I, I forget what the exact Deep. principle is, but basically... <laughs> Every year something exists, the likelihood that it will exist for that much longer increases. So, like, you can be very confident that the Beatles will still be big okay. I see. in fifty so years. So, like, the fact that the fact that we're forty years later and Ghostbusters is still a good movie, still popular. Yeah, it's, it it's likely that, it will, that forty it years from now we'll still be watching Ghostbusters we'll, yeah. at times. Yeah, or or okay. we'll be watching somebody who reboots Ghostbusters. 
Ghostbusters. Okay, so connect right? that to CRM. Like, here's my Wonder. question. Here's my question. How many movies from the 1930s and 40s were rebooted? I can Let's think reboot of, Gone I with think the it, Wind. I can think of one. <laughs> I'm wondering which one you can think of, because there's one that kind of maybe technically connects, but I don't know that it does. Star is Born. 1945, which was technically a remake of a movie from the 20s. Star is Born is 1945? Okay. Mm-hmm. The Judy Garland version is, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Also Judy Garland, ironically. <laughs> um, anyhow, so what is this? So, so how do you, how do you when, connect when an the implementation takes, takes a long time? So it's so like the longer it takes for you to implement. Mm-hmm. And and if there is no finish, so like if there is no finish, you cannot finish strong. And by the way, when it comes to CRM implementation, that is the biggest problem: is that there is no finish. So it just goes on and on and on and on, and and so like that. That's why I mean that's one of the main philosophies of of always be launching. Mm-hmm. As you is, said, is that to shorten like let's have. Let's have four finishes. Oh, by the way, you know what I learned here? I learned a whole bunch of things of why we're doing it right. I learned that there's two reasons why Disney rides are so freaking short. What are those reasons? Well, well, one reason and, and, and a primary reason is because more people can, they, you can turn over the ride. Yeah, sure. But two 90-second rides uh-huh. feel better than one three-minute ride. So, so we're really bad at understanding time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you want to do is concentrate the pain, segment the pleasure. Yeah. So multiple pleasure events, right? The beginning and end feel good. Yep. Right. The beginning, we got all of our ideas. We haven't had to pay any price. Mm-hmm. The end, we get to say it's done. Yeah. I was talking with Drew about, you know, with, with dev projects. And I'm like, look, you've got to get to completes. Yeah. Don't just keep at, like, we're like on version three in the same program. I'm like, no, take that program to complete. Yeah. Make version two a new program. It's funny. Right? Yeah, then we get to say, hey, guys, we finished. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you wait online, pain, it's concentrated, broken up by two elements of pleasure on a ride on a ride yeah you're like yeah the lines are a pain in the ass but the ride was great and you had two rides to one weight mm-hmm. it's basically kind of how it worked yeah and then every now and then you get a free prize called the fast pass or whatever they call it now a genie it's called genie plus lightning lane. right but <laughs> but right and that whole thing is see that i got to bypass the line that like, yeah so there's exactly. like a, a, an added bonus yeah and that's the seth godin free prize itself. Right. And, yeah. and and so if you can keep your like if your implementation, if your finish is three to four months, okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. Right. And and by the way, one of the things that's nice when you go when you're talking about three to four months, see the, the difficulty as you get to the end of something mm-hmm. is there's so much nuance. Yeah. And and then you also get to a place where like the difference between fixing something and iterating on something becomes imperceptible. And well, before you know it, you're iterating, and now you've got one thing on version that's kind of on version three, but it never actually finished version one or version two. You right. have no right. It, 
everything becomes just this one big garbled nest. And you've got 86 opening, you have 86 open threads. Yeah. And this actually gets to another behavioral principle that was that was tied to this, which is um, duration effects. So like you're talking about iterating, iterating, which in my mind, and maybe this is because I'm living this in some places, is attached to pushing out, pushing out, pushing out the, the timeline. So if something's much shorter or much longer than expected, people pay more attention to it. So if you hit, if you hit close to the expected timeline, so if you're setting three to four months and you're always launching like we talk about, and you're hitting pretty close to that timeline, it, it's almost like a non-event. I'm not paying as much attention to it in a negative way. I'm not stressed about it. If that timeline was supposed to be four months and it drifts to six, drifts to eight, now I'm, I'm heavily paying attention to it. I notice it far more. I notice the timing far more on it. So, so yeah, let, let, let me flip the topic here a little bit on you. Okay. Managing the CRM. So the mm -hmm. CRM is now live. You're using the CRM. Yep. Uh, how do you finish strong? Oh. Because by the way, the projects that you're talking about right now yeah. are not about launch. We've met the timelines. Right. We're yeah. now yeah. managing it, adding groups as they're growing, all yeah. this, right? Yeah. And, and, and now we're in the middle. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and we're in the middle of forever. Right. So I, I think it goes to what you talked about of you have to set targets with this is, this is what on this date, this is what we're delivering. So that could be Correct. group, group A, group B. Whatever. Is in ready to use it on February 15th or whatever. But, yeah. But, but you know, my, my, my point here is once you get like, so now the CRM is live, it's being used. Mm -hmm. We're managing this here, that, you know, you, you know, when, when I was a financial advisor, one of the things that I realized was winning business was actually pretty easy because you just looked at whatever happened and you said, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Right. Everyone knew that interest rates were going to fall and you should, you should be in bonds to generate the this, 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 and that. You know, oh, oh my God. Oh. S&P 500. I knew that was going to be a down year for the S&P 500. You should have shifted. I would have shifted to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and more importantly, actually, when you, when you are trying to win that, that new client, you're talking about their future. What, is, what are their aspirations? What are their concerns? Like everything, 90 to 95% of the conversation is all about the future. Mm -hmm. And then you start doing your, your reviews with them. And the problem with reviews is 90 to 95% of your reviews are all about the past. Right. Right. And, and one of the challenges with any relationship, with any ongoing continuous relationship, is the relationship will get defined, if, if left to its natural consequences, by its most dynamic component. So in financial services, if you're, if you're a wealth manager, the most dynamic component is the stock market, is, is the performance. Right. right. So before you know it, your whole relationship is defined by by that performance. By the way, the other thing too is in the beginning, you clean up a whole bunch of messes. Your tax planning is bad. Your estate screwed up. You have no idea about this. So you come in and you fix all these things. And over time, that relationship loses its dynamic. Well, when you're managing a CRM, the same thing happens. 
right? Because you go from very specific things and very clear. And, and one of the reasons why you've got to time constrain things is in complex ecosystems is because if you keep fixing things, you don't know why things happen, right? Yeah. There is no such thing as A-B testing your CRM, right? So, so what, what happens is when, when there's no more finish line, there's no more context. When there's no more finish line, there's no more expectation. You literally, everything is in the middle. And, and so now what, what takes priority? Right. Whatever the most painful thing is. At that right, moment. right, right. And, and, and I would say painful and recent, by the way, that's what I find most painful and recent thing. Right. And, 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 and by the way, how long does that painful thing maintain priority? Not long. Until something, until something more painful comes right. along. Yeah. Until the pain of that is lessened. Right. So you never actually finish anything and everything becomes heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. Yep. And by the way, no one remembers why we're doing this in the first place. <laughs> that's true. And by the way, that's the natural, that's the natural nature of like, we are trying to finish strong playing mm -hmm. an infinite game. That's why. Yeah. Yep. So, so you talked about creating waypoints and creating completes. What are, what are some other things that you can, that you can do to finish, finish strong? I'm apprehensive Con to say finish strong now. <laughs> well, no, you do need to finish strong. So, yeah. so you need to create finish lines. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's why we talk about the three zones of execution. Mm -hmm. Right. We've got the performance zone. That's that 90 day period. Like this is the sh shit needs to get done. What are we getting done in this 90 day period? Yep. We've got the enablement zone. What what are we operationalizing over the next year? Yeah. The transformation zone. What what are we becoming? And, and that's all about context. That's all about vision. That's all about direction, right? You can't align your vectors if you don't all have a common point, a common destination to point. Yeah. And again, that's that, you know, what what what's working against you in an infinite game is entropy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What's working against you in an infinite game is chaos. Chaos is always increasing. Entropy is always increasing. Complexity is always increasing. Friction is always increasing. Right. And 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 so you have to. I mean, why do we call a day a day, a week a week, and a month a month? Why don't we just make this like? you know, the middle of the year, uh, uh, Olympiad 250. You, you, you call it out. We're, we're bad at, we're, we're, we're bad at managing time. We're bad at telling time. <laughs> well, and, 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 and so we like, why do people begin new things on Mondays? Why do people begin new things at the beginning of the month? Why do they begin them at the beginning of the year? Why do they begin them at the beginning of the quarter? Because there is a, you know, there is a starting a, point. There, there's a heuristic that says, hey, and, and by the way, you are more likely to stick to something new, launching it in a new week, new week, new behavior. It's more natural than just, okay, I'm going to change. Yeah. Or at least you can, it's actually not more natural necessarily. It's more intuitive. It's, it's like you, you link it, you kind of stack new, new. If, if you're never done with something, how can you be successful? You can't. So, so now imagine the team that's working to manage your CRM when it's never done. Yeah. 
Now, I will tell you, I think that there's an element where where this thing has gone completely astray. I mean, if you look at at, at some of what's happening in SAS, it's ship, 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 ship. Every ship right. is is you know is a finish strong, and and the difficulty here is like it becomes it becomes chaotic on the buyer side, on the user side, mm-hmm. right? As 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 these applications have gotten increasingly complicated with bigger feature sets, et cetera. I mean, that there, there's a place where like I, I, I think what's so important here and, and, and where finish matters is it's just, it's, it comes down to context. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's that we're hard, you know, understanding where things fit mm-hmm. is like that. That's crucial to, to, to feeling safe. Are there are there other things that that you can do to finish strong? So you've got you've got waypoints created. Obviously, that's going to help create that context. Like what what else? What are some other things you can do? Celebrations, routines, rituals. I mean, one of the things that's nice about a launch is you celebrate. Yeah. Right. Okay, everybody. Here's here's Zero what we Christmas. got. We got boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Here's the new capabilities for you. Hey. You guys have been asking for this. You've been asking for it. I, I remember we tested it out a little bit six weeks ago. We got a lot of feedback. wasn't quite where we wanted to be. Hey, here's where it is. Oh, wow. This is much better than it was six weeks ago. But by the way, that's, that's some of it. Mm-hmm. We don't show enough of what we do because we want to make the experience beautiful. But letting them experience it while it sucks. Oh, I see. means means when you yeah. get to launch, if it sucks less, it's better. You finish it's stronger. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not what I wanted, but it's better than what it was. You know, one of the other things that happens when you let people experience that too is they begin to understand why it's hard, right? So, so the yeah. fact that they like in if if we prototype something and we share something and, and it's not there, they begin to understand it a little bit more, which means, you know, there, 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 there's an, I mean, so you're taking them from like big picture up here. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. This is going to be really hard to, you know, you're halfway back up. Well, so the other piece I like about that too, by the way, is getting that, getting that feedback early and getting, they, they now, they now have skin in the game that they now have, you get that buy-in faster because you're you're getting them involved in the process sooner as well. So, you know, I don't like the term buy-in. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think you get, you get utilization faster. I mean, to okay, me, that's, that's, I don't yeah. care if you buy-in. I care if you use it. That, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I'm not, it's not as anti as it sounds, but, but it, I mean, we get so, caught in the in in the like that whole buy-in thing it, it has more to do to prevent things from moving forward than it than it does to than, than it does of, of of enabling anything and 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 you can't buy in what you don't understand you can't buy into something you don't understand That's, yeah yeah which which by the way I would also say again, from to flip that on utiliz- on the utilization side like I think that's where we struggle a lot of times with utilization is they don't they don't actually understand one context for what we're doing and why we're doing it but also like how how this actually impacts them and how this works this is where this is where why are why are you doing this is important 
and mm-hmm. and is missed. Yep. If if there's not a performance pressure, if there's no performance gap, then then why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 there's got to be a why for me. So so if yep. like I don't want to use my CRM. I really don't. You know, it's easier not to. It's just, and, and I don't want to hear anyone say, oh, no, no, with a well-crafted, well-designed CRM, you're like, no, no, no. It is easier not to use it. Right. In the moment, it is easier not to use it. And 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 I got news for everybody. In the moment is what drives everything. It's not easier not to use it if I want to, per, you know, hit my performance button, if I want if I want, but if there's nothing that's driving that, yeah. if there's no gap, then, then there's no reason to use. Yeah. And, and I think that that gets, I, I think that that gets, gets lost a lot of times. It, it becomes, we go, you know, it's easy to fall back to being process focused. Yep. Pro- process is, is uh, a means, not an end. And here's another reason why it's hard to finish strong. Um, it it means different things to different people. You've got you've got different you've got different stakeholders with different priorities. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 this is why managing that up front is is so important. I think, you know, we we talked about in other episodes that you you've got to clearly communicate what to expect. So much of this comes down to managing expectations. When we're like you're going to love, we've got a new CRM. It is so easy to use. It is built for salespeople. It, it's going to make your life, it's just going to make your life so easy. You're going to love it. it yeah. It, like all you're do, like I hear when people say, I just, I'm like, all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. Yep. And, and here's the other thing. I don't, I mean, I get love and all that brand love and this and that. I, I remember, you know, I used to be in Vistage and, and CEOs would get up and say, Vistage saved my marriage. <laughs> These are the CEO peer groups. And I'm like, I get it. Like I was involved in a conversation with someone and I, I'm like, you know what? I'm, with all due respect, I'm not here to save my marriage. That's not what I'm here for. Right. I'm, 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 I'm looking at joining this CEO peer group organization because I want to improve my business. And, and. Like it, this is something else that I'm seeing as as the headwind has come in, and man, it is so, it is so sad. It makes me so sad just to see how much, how much repeat. We're, we're so bad from learning in the past. I'm seeing these companies like really double down on their go to market strategy, which on one hand is great. The problem is they're focused on their go to market strategy, not on why I want to use it. They keep trying to tell like, they keep trying to tell me how I'm supposed to use that. I'm like, you know what? Thanks. I don't, I don't want to use you to manage my pipeline. I've got something else I'm using right. to manage my pipeline. Yeah. I don't care that you built that. I had someone tell me, I got it, I think from one of the apps that said, oh, we're one of the lower utilization for them. Here's the four other things that, that we, and I'm like, I don't, I didn't, didn't buy you for that. By the way, right. that's why I canceled you two months ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the way. The core things that I was using didn't work, but hey, gee, thanks for telling me that I can <laughs> do you know, five other things that yeah. I'm not interested in. Maybe yeah. if you had paid attention to why I bought you in the first place. Right. Yep. So, so we're so focused on, on us. Right. And then, and then we use all these fancy 
things to make it, to make, you know, to convince ourselves that we're being customer focused and, and we're not, why, why are people doing this in the first place? Why mm -hmm. are people working with you in the first place? Be really good on why they're working with you. Maybe the other stuff yeah. might add. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I got a couple of key takeaways. So uh, it's not what happened. It's how you feel <laughs> at the end. <laughs> That's all that matters. I, I We've hit on this so many times, but creating those waypoints, creating those completes, making sure that you've got that context around what you're doing and the clear, those clear kind of defined goalposts. Um, why you're doing what you're doing is, is key. So not losing the plot, not losing that context. Um, and then uh, having celebrations, having rituals, making sure you're, you're celebrating and highlighting what you're doing and, and sharing that up. So what are you going to do differently to finish strong, Jess? What am I going to do differently? Oh my, oh my goodness. Where do I start? Um, I, I, I think the, the, the main one for me is the, the plot, the, actually the two main ones, the plot piece and, and celebrations, rituals. I think that one, I think that one we don't do frequently enough. You know, to be able to celebrate, there has to be an end point. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, 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 and so establish, establish a finish line. That's also your start line. Yeah. Right. And now, by the way, now you, now you brought some, some alignment in, right? Mm -hmm. Now my finish, which is the user's beginning is the beginning of my next yeah. launch. Yeah. That's why I say Jess always be launching. Yeah. There we go. You know what else I say, Jess? What's that, Doug? Just say no to shitty RevOps. Till next time. And that is a wrap on this episode of the RevOps Show. Was it just me or did anyone else get their mind blown thinking about whether the launch was the end or the beginning of a project? From my perspective as someone in marketing, that gave me a whole new meaning about what launch should look and feel like. Anyways, enough about me. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep up with us as new episodes come out, make sure to go subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any number of podcast platforms that you like. We'd also appreciate it if you rated the podcast. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask Doug and Jess about anything related to finishing strong, email me at hannahatliftenablement.com, hit us up on x at demand creator, or hit us up at lift enablement on LinkedIn. And until next time, don't just say no shitty revops. <laughs>